Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and catch your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom, but not just financial. We're working on your freedom in general, your intellectual freedom, your psychological freedom, your emotional freedom, your physical freedom. But today, I'm here to share with you quite a bit of information, quite a bit of ideas, quite a few ideas that came to me this weekend. This long weekend is a really good thing for me because it allowed me to have some time away from normal life and to start thinking about things that are outside of the everyday realm. And it's always interesting to me when two or three or four really important things happen to me in a very short period of time, which create massive epiphanies in life, things that I just never would have had the time or taken the time to think about, but came to me and became very clear. This weekend was interesting because we had the family over, and uh, it's always nice to have the grandkids in and everything. We had just gotten back from the National Apartment Association stimulation, so five days of, of drinking, partying, fun with people and winning awards come back to the the different environment of being at home with uh, you know Melissa's son and her granddaughter and her other daughter came to visit so we had all this different kinds different types of stimulus in our life and it was interesting because during that time a conversation came up that had to do with would it be helpful for people that are alcoholics uh, or people that have emotionally distressed lives to go to a rehab clinic. And um, I've known lots of people that have gone to rehab clinics. My uh, ex-wife went to one. She was a drug addict. And um, the, the thing is about people going to rehab clinics, I, I got an argument with her, is that I said, look, it doesn't do any good to send a person to a rehab clinic. And she goes, well, you get detoxified and you get um, to get some exercise in, you get to speak to a psychiatrist. And, and, and I said, look, all that's wonderful stuff. And you'll maybe be happy after five days of being there. But the problem is somewhere you have to come back out and get into this life of yours, this life that is just terrible. Now, that's what makes people alcoholics is some problem in their life. That's what makes them abusive in relationships. There's something out there that is hitting a button in their brain that's driving them crazy, and that's why they can't keep a job. That's why they become overweight, not a shape. It's not that these things just occur. These are byproducts of something else that has occurred over a long period of time and has been ingrained into their lives. And so 
while I was going through all this, or not exactly the same time, but somebody had sent me an email that I hadn't had time to watch for the whole week. I've been out of town for a week, and then I come back. And it was a TED Talk. And the guy that was doing the talk was an engineer for Apple. And they were talking, he was talking about the concept of habituation. Habituation, and by the way, I'm going to read you the definition, is a form of learning in which an organism decreases or ceases to respond to stimulation after repeated presentations. And so what he was talking about is that people in general become numb to the world around them because they see it all the time. And his example was like driving a car. The first time you drove a car, you've got front stimulus, left side, right side stimulus, rear mirror stimulus. Uh, you've got to have something to do with your feet, your foot, your brake, your pedal, your gas, um, your hands, at, you know, steering wheel, the sensitivity of every steering wheel is different in every car. And all these different stimulus, stimuli, are pounding on you and it's so intense that you can barely even drive the car let alone think about talking to somebody else or listening to the radio or paying attention to what's going on around you or scenery or sightseeing he says but in no time at all within driving the body starts to habituate it desensitizes itself to all of this stimulus because it's saying this stimulus is not really a threat. I really have to, and the brain decides there are very few stimulus in life that actually are a threat to the organism and that need to be paid attention to. And everything else just goes away. And so I started thinking about that. Wow. That's really a neat thing. That's why most of us live lives of quiet desperation, because we've habituated everything else in our life. There is no stimulus in our life anymore. There's no more sex. There's no more fun. There's no more energy. It doesn't matter how much sex you have had. It doesn't matter how much sex you're even having right now. It's gone away. The stimulus of it has. It doesn't matter how much money you've had. It doesn't matter how much money you have right now. It doesn't matter how much more money you're going to make tomorrow. The stimulation of money has gone away. It doesn't matter how much physical fitness you had, how much physical fitness you have today, or how out of shape you are today, because all of that stimulation has gone away. We are living lives of quiet desperation because we have habituated everything in our life to the point where we have no real enjoyment left in life. Now, this is a big, long story. There's a lot of stuff here, guys. We're going to get through this today, but it's a lot of stuff because every segment of your life has this problem. Now, this guy that was doing the TED Talk, he was talking about how Apple was trying to work on its employees to not lose that edge, to see things from a different point of view, to create a situation where they were not desensitized. And he has an outline for how to do that. And I'm going to share that with you, but I'm going to bring it more in line with our business, which is the apartment business, and talk about that later on in the show. However, before we get there, another set of stimuli hit me. And that was we went on a movie marathon this last couple of days. And different kinds of movies because we had kids there, teenagers there, 
20-year-olds there, and adults. And so we all were trying to fit in our movie into the the whole series. We wanted to get stuff we wanted to see. But I was forced to watch a bunch of stuff that I would not normally watch. And so what I did was something that I would not normally do. I actually paid close attention to each movie and tried to figure out what was the stimulus in the movie. And what I found was, whether you believe it or not, even in kids' cartoons, the movie is almost always centered around a victim, a loser, and a goal to be happy and successful. And in every situation, I started asking myself, what is it in this person's life that makes their life terrible? Because you go back to think about going to the, going to the uh, rehab center. When the rehab center uh, patient comes back out, all of that negative stimulation, all of that negative lifestyle and quality is still there. None of it has changed. It's not going to go away unless you can figure out how to fix it, which is today talking about how to fix that. That's what this is all about. And so when you watch, when I watch these movies, you could see that person's pain. You could understand how it got there. You can see where it came about. And you also, which is very interesting, could see what it would take to fix it. But yet for ourselves, it's very difficult for the average person to first even realize that they've got that pain. Number two, to identify what it is that makes their life terrible or lack luster or less than perfect. And number three, realize that there are actions you could take to fix those things. That's what we're going to talk about today. Creating a new life. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 10 of the last 10 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to access our free live training event schedule. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Why do you do what you do? Why do you drink? Why do you smoke? Why have you let yourself become a fat slob? Um, think about it. It didn't happen overnight. You didn't gain 100 pounds in one week. You first allowed yourself to be 10 pounds overweight. No big deal. You allowed yourself 20 pounds overweight. Yeah, it's a couple dress sizes, a couple belt sizes. On, you know, maybe 30 pounds, you start to feel it. Uh, but at this point, you've got no energy to fix it. You have lost the stimulus of feeling, te feeling terrible. I remember when I was a young kid, everybody wanted to smoke. I tried smoking. I could not stand it. It made me sick. And luckily for me, I didn't force myself to continue to try it uh, to the point where I ended up smoking. 
alcohol was the same way. I hated the smell of alcohol. I hated the way it made me feel the next day. Um, I preferred other recreational drugs over alcohol because they made me feel good. Like, I think I took speed when I was a kid, stuff like that. Um, Athletic performance enhancers. But never did I like alcohol. I didn't start drinking alcohol until I became midlife because it was disgusting. I hate the smell of it. I hate the taste of it. it. It doesn't feel good going down. Yet we train our bodies eventually to accept it And then we get past acceptance, and then we actually crave it. But it no longer is giving us the stimulus that it used to give us. It's just a habit. And we're talking about this to the point where I started thinking about the way I drink. I drink like like water. And I started thinking, why do I do that? I used to hate alcohol. And now you get into where it becomes very delicate because there is a stimulus that makes you want to go and fall into a habitual type state and I was trying to figure out what my stimulus was like I said when we watched the movies I could see everybody else's stimulus so I started writing down and thinking about my stimuli what was it that was making me want to go into this habitual state and then I realized it doesn't matter how rich you are Wealth is only relative. It becomes de-stimulized. It doesn't matter how good-looking your spouse is because it becomes de-stimulized. Why is it that when you get to the point where you stop paying attention to your spouse, to your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or your husband, or your wife, that other people think they're neat. Other people think they're attractive. Other people think they're fun. Other people think they're funny. And yet, to you, they're not. I've always called this rule 1437B-7 in my life, which is uh, no one will believe a thing you say once they've seen you without your clothes on, or more commonly known as um, familiarity breeds contempt. Now, that's the extreme version of it, but there's there's a mild version of it, and that is familiarity breeds boredom. And so why is that? It's because of habituation. The stimulus no longer is being felt. It doesn't do anything for you anymore. Now, this actually happens on a biochemical level, too, because like right now I'm a diabetic. What does that mean? It means, A, the the insulin's there. I'm not taking insulin. My my body produces insulin, but the insulin is non-receptive to the sugars anymore. The sugar and the insulin don't work together the right way anymore. The stimulation is not the same. So I have to take drugs to alter that level of stimulation to where my insulin levels will react to the sugar in my body. My body will produce insulin like it should when there's sugar in my body. The next level is, of course, there's no production at all because there's no stimulation at all. And I will die or I will have to take insulin. And you don't want to get to that level. So you say, what is it you have to do to fix that? And it's the same thing with every aspect of your life, physical, emotional, business, creativity, art, everything. Now, in this TED Talk, what the guy was talking about was, he was talking about trying to get their engineers to look at things from a point of view that would allow them to see 
differences. And he had some great suggestions for you. Now, I want to break these suggestions down into first just some quick thoughts and then later into some very detailed ideas about how to improve your business because they're they're very relevant to us and what we do. Right. But just the first thought is. What is the when is the last time you just stood in front of a mirror completely naked and viewed yourself? When is the last time you just paid attention to what you look like? What is the last time you've just paid attention to what you feel like? Run a hundred yards and see what you feel like. When is the last time you paid attention to your spouse, your boyfriend or girlfriend? I mean, just look at them carefully pay attention every inch of their body from top to bottom when was the last time you just listened to them and what was important to them what was the last time you changed your approach to them to where they created stimulus and you created stimulus in their life do you have something to bring to them Think of all the things. What about your family life? What's the last time you actually paid attention to your kids? And when's the last time your kids ever gave a darn about you? What is all that stuff about? What it's about is habituation. The fact that we learn in a way that decreases and or ceases our sensitivity to stimuli. And what that leads to is a humdrum, boring, repetitive, habitualized life. Now, here's an interesting thing. Other people look at your spouse and see wonderful things. Other people look at you and see wonderful things. And other people look at your business and want to buy it. Why do people want to buy your business? Because they see potential. They see millions of dollars that could be made by fixing the stuff that you won't fix. Why will you not fix it? I suggest you don't even see it. I suggest you're paying no attention to your own business, to your own life, to your own health, to your own spouse. I suggest that habituation is more of a problem than we believe it to be. That the potential to change our lives is unlimited But when we come back from the break, we need to talk about how to do that. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. The largest wealth and passive income expo in the country is coming to Texas Saturday, April 14th. Join thousands of top investors and expert wealth educators. Pick from topics like passive income, retirement, asset protection, tax-free income, finding, fixing, and funding houses and apartments. Get your path to retirement in just one day. Go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Gain one-on-one access to hundreds of industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndication and trade professionals. Come shake hands with your retirement partner. Use promo code EXPO18 and get in for just 
$10. Meet national radio host, multimillionaire real estate investor, and mentor to the top award-winning investors in the country, Dell Walmsley. Use promo code EXPO18 to get your all-access pass for just $10. Wealth and Passive Income Expo.com. Meet featured speaker Brian Tracy, top-selling author of over 70 books, personal success and performance expert, along with Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, best-selling author and former United States Navy SEAL who received the Navy Cross and Purple Heart for his actions during Operation Red Wings. Your path to retirement in just one day. Wealth and Passive Income Expo.com. Use promo code EXPO18. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. We've habituated everything. We don't care about our physical fitness anymore. We don't care about our relationships anymore. And don't get me wrong. It's not, you know, okay, I care about my spouse, but you don't pay attention to your spouse. And women, this goes for you too. You don't pay attention to your man anymore, and he doesn't pay attention to you. And there's no dates. It's not fun. It's not exciting. You know, your physical fitness is just crazy for the average person. I mean, you just, you don't have any physical fitness. Um, Most of you are overweight, smoke, and drink too much uh, and whatever and what is the problem with it the problem is is that what you don't realize when you smoke and drink and are overweight is you don't realize what being in shape feels like there's no way you've lost the sensitivity to health it doesn't mean anything to you anymore when you have a relationship where you are just cohabitating in a house you've lost the sensitivity uh, of a relationship it's gone Now, let's talk about your business. You own an apartment complex. You've lost the sensitivity to your apartment complex. Why? Because you are not seeing it for what it really is. You know, I want you to go out there this week, and I want you to take your life, and I want you to think of it as if you're doing feasibility in everything in life. Feasibility to your relationship. What would you see if you were actually paying attention? Feasibility in your business. What would you see if you're actually paying attention in your business? Feasibility in your health. What would you see if you're actually paying attention to your health? I want you to see those things and understand them for what they are. And let's start with the business, because this is a radio show about financial freedom. Let's talk about why you're not becoming a multi-multi-millionaire. It's because you stopped growing your business. Your business has massive potential. All of us do. We're just not paying attention. Now, the guy, the engineer that did the TED Talk, had some really great ideas about this, but they did at Apple. And I'm going to take you there. The first thing he said was, look at the big picture. You own an apartment complex. I want you to drive up to it, and I want you to walk across the street and look at it. Now, if you were doing feasibility on this apartment complex, you would be paying attention to this. But if you own this, you've driven right by it every single day for the last two or three years of owning this project. What are you missing? You've got gutters falling down. You've got rotten wood. You've got faded colors on the building. You've got a sign that is not very attractive, not appealing. You've got bad, worn-out, overgrown landscaping. You've got unpainted, rusty fences. You've got potholes in your driveway. Now, folks, this happens to us. The ones that are educated in this business, the people that know what they're doing, forget about the people that don't even know that stuff's wrong. But for us, the people that know what we're doing, that kind of stuff happens to our own businesses. 
which is insane. I remember going on a road trip one time, and I was trying to take the people to look at one of my apartments. We pulled up in front of the apartment. It was an apartment where the manager actually managed two locations, one on one side of the street, one on the other. So she wasn't there at the time. So I'm the kind of guy, I don't even have the telephone numbers to my apartment complexes. I have supervisors in between me and the apartments. So there's really no reason for me to ever call. So I looked on the sign to get the telephone number, and I called the number, and it was a guy, old guy. And he said, you got the wrong number. And I said, uh, blah, 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 I gave him this number. And he said, nope, you've got the wrong number. So I called him back again. I said, wait, I'm sorry to bother you, man. I said, but this is the number on the sign of an apartment complex. And he goes, yeah, I get this call all the time. I wish they'd take my darn number off of that sign. Now, do you know how embarrassed I was? Embarrassed to say that I've owned these properties and I had no idea that my sign had the wrong telephone number on it. Because I don't pay attention. Because it's very difficult to pay attention to anything for a long period of time because it just becomes habituated. You just, it just lose sensitivity to the stimulation. So if we were looking at this property, we were going to buy it, we would see all these things that would send people away before they ever got there. You've all heard the saying, you never get a second chance to have a first impression. So here's this ugly exterior of this property. And maybe it's not ugly. Maybe it's just a little tired. Yeah, maybe it's just tired. But tired enough that people who drive up and down the street and see your property every single day, they don't pay attention to it anymore. You need new stimulus on the outside of that building. You need different, brighter paint colors. You need a new sign. You need no potholes. You need to resurface your parking lot and seal coat it where it's bright black with brand new white stripes. You need some new paint. You need some new siding. You need some new gutters. You need that thing to be sharp. And then you need a banner or something that says um, new management or whatever it is that you would do when you're just taking over a property. You want to put something out there that is a stimulant to people that they would see it and they would stop in. You can't miss this. Um, new models, you know, new models available, upgraded models available, special discounts, whatever you want to put up there, just something to bring them through the front door. Then when they come to the front door, the next thing you're going to see is going to be the office. Most people's offices are worn, tired looking filled with garbage and stuff because what happens is as you get busy you lay this stuff there and you put that box of files there you bring those tools in and stick them over there in that corner uh, because you don't want them to get stolen and pretty soon your office looks terrible understand that however your office looks that's how they believe those apartments are going to look there's no need to even take them to a unit if you have a nice office you go if the office is nice the units are going to be nice then you got to take them outside the pool the swimming pool is it crisp is it beautiful do you have rotten lawn chairs around it or do you have brand new sharp lawn chairs are there places for people to sit and places for people to eat is there uh, barbecue pits is there a place a playground for the kids what do you got out there that when somebody walks through they'll go whoa i would like to be here this is neat or do you have nothing or do you have something, but it's all worn out? 
Again, interior landscaping, what does it look like? Worn or non-existent? Then you got to go to your laundry rooms. They're almost always dirty. You know, I have people all the time ask me, why do you have a maid? They go, because you need a maid. Because you've got to pick up the trash every day. You've got to clean the laundry rooms every day. You've got to clean the office every day. I see people spend tens of thousands of dollars on a remodel and then not clean out the roach droppings in a cabinet or not under get the roach drops the dirt off the top of the refrigerator or realize there's dirt and grease when you open the refrigerator and you got the little rubber ring that goes around the edge same thing with the dishwasher you open that up and they're dirty inside you go my gosh what are you doing people see that stuff but you don't because why because you're not looking the next thing this guy said from apple was look small Look in the corners. Look for the dirt. Look for the little things that are broken that you don't pay attention to. Look in the closets and on top of the shelves. They're dirty. They're not painted. Look at the the poles that you hang your clothes on, the clothes rods. They're bent. They're worn. They're dirty. They're oversprayed. They look disgusting. Many closets are dark and musty and maybe have some mold in the corner. Open the door to the air conditioner and look at that's always the most nasty closet in the house. The air conditioning furnace closet. It's disgusting. Or the hot water heater closet. Clean that out. Clean that area out. How about an AC vent? How about overspray on the AC vent? How about overspray on the windows, the doors, and the knobs? How about dirty ceiling fans? Because your maid can't see the top of the cabinets. The maid can't see the top of the ceiling fan. The maid isn't going to go in there and clean out those cabinets unless you teach them to. And so there it is. This disgusting place that you've spent thousands of dollars to remodel. And it's still, in my eyes, disgusting. I wouldn't live there. But don't you think other people that are looking for the first time are seeing that? Of course they are. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. And just like when people make up their mind about you the very second they see you, if you're 100, 200, 300 pounds overweight, they make up their mind about that apartment within the first five minutes of being there. They either decide, man, I've got to be here or I'm not going to be here. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Talking about how the quality of your life just sort of goes away over a period of time as we tend to lose our ability to 
interpret stimulation. It becomes useless to us over some period of time. And um, as we go through this, I want you to understand that this week I've got a special goal for you. I want you to go back out and pay attention to your business. I want you to go look at your apartment complex this week, drive by all of them, get deeply involved and take a look at them and see... Is it time for you to redo them and improve them as if you were buying them for the first time? Is that really where you're at right there? I want you to take a look at the rest of your life. Look at your home. Have you cleaned your home, painted your home, fixed your home? What is a home? Is there any stimulation left in your home? Have you just habituated all that? I want you to look at your relationships, and I want you to think about, have you habituated that? I want you to talk about your health and think deeply about your health and your fitness, and have you habituated that? I want you to pay attention to all these things this week, and I want you to start taking steps after you think about it. First of all, you got to pay attention to it. First of all, you just got to focus, focus on the big picture of your life, and then come back and focus down into the minute details of your life as to what could be fixed to make life better because it doesn't matter how much money you have uh, money is not going to it, money is going to lose its stimulation it doesn't matter uh, you know that you're married okay well I've got a family that loses its stimulation everything loses its stimulation over a period of time and you need to bring that back and so um, that's what I want you to do this weekend talk further on that right now we've got a call coming in from uh north dade in florida uh it's michael michael how can we help you today sir hey Dale, how you doing thank you for taking my call um got a quick question if you buy an apartment unit say a few units can you use one of the units as your primary residence and rent out the rest while you live in there managing the property yourself well, I'm sure you could. It wouldn't be considered a personal residence if it's an apartment complex. Okay. Um, but it would. You obviously could live in one. Why would you want to do that, though, Michael? Uh, we're thinking about selling our home, and I probably could profit around, you know, eighty to a hundred thousand dollars. But I want to invest it into a small unit apartment or something like that. I don't want to buy another house. Um, you know, I want to. I want to make that money work for me, and um, I just want to have a place to live. I got two kids, and in the meantime, I would. I would just think that living in one of the units would be ideal. You know, to manage the unit and learn the whole process of being a an apartment building owner. You know. Well, you could, and um, I would just suggest to you that that's not the optimum situation and the reason okay. for that is because your tenants have too close of access to you okay. and if, if you ever have to evict somebody they may want to retaliate against you uh, another problem about living on site is that they're knocking on your door at all hours of the day whereas right. you know you get a manager who comes to work for five hours a day and goes home they can call the answering service but they can't get to anybody so you know they may bug the bejeebers out of you if you live there uh, other than that um, you take a somebody that's uh, on the lower socioeconomic bracket and they're trying to figure out how to get into business. Hey, a lot of people buy businesses and live in the business. I get it. And if that's right. the way you've got to do it, then more power to you. But uh, just keep in mind that in the long run, that's not where you're going to want to end up because it's not the money, Michael. It's the lifestyle. You know, got, got it. Thank you so much Dale, for taking my call. No problem, Michael. You know, it's so easy. It's, it almost sounds disingenuous when you hear a rich guy say it's not the money. <laughs> you know, if you got money, if you got money, it's not the money, right? If you don't got any money, then it's the money. So I appreciate what Michael's saying. And I think that, uh, you know, his aggressiveness to try to do something is probably good. It goes back to what we're talking about today. He's looking at it from the outside and rethinking it. How could I fix this? How could I take what I have in life and make it better? And that's the, the, the irritating thing. You know, if you think about 
being in a relationship because a lot of these business things just get destroyed at the relationship level and you think about being in a relationship and the relationship starts to fall apart it's because one person or both persons have something in their life they're dissatisfied about and it, you would think that it's just obviously could be sexuality uh, isn't there anymore the stimulus isn't there anymore but it, it's not always just the relationship sometimes it's the one spouse hates their job and they feel pressured into staying in it because they've already got all these responsibilities they've got to take care of and they don't see any way to get out of it so they habituate the pain and comes the kick the dog syndrome get up go to work come home kick the dog drink some alcohol watch some tv and go to bed right and that's it it becomes a cycle becomes a habit there was one of the movies and i want you guys to go out and get this movie this week if you can all do this this is a wonderful movie uh at first it appears to be just a stupid movie but it was incredible i actually cried it's a movie called saint vincent and what it was about was a guy that had a miserable life he was an old guy falling apart and he was an alcoholic and smoked cigarettes and he was completely flat broke and his life was just falling apart he was a gambler and in moves a family next door that's down on their luck the mother and a kid and so the guy's flat broke and he the he decides that he's going to babysit this kid for her so he can make some money. And then the kid gets into his heart, and all of a sudden he starts paying attention to life again. And he and the kid start doing crazy things and having fun. And he starts changing, right? But still, his life is a disaster. He's a disaster, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the kid's parents are going through a divorce, and so... He has to eventually lose contact completely. The guy, parents broke him and got 50-50 uh, custody. But the kids go into school and they're asking the kids to talk about sainthood. What is sainthood? And they're talking about the fact that a saint is an actual human being. It's not a god. It's a human being that has qualities that make them above and beyond the average person. And so they made the kids go out and find a saint. And this kid looked up this old guy's life and found out that he was a Vietnam War veteran slash hero. He was unbelievable. He had an incredible marriage with a wife who died, who he took care of as an Alzheimer victim for eight years. He nursed her and then she died. He was alone. He's crushed. He had no money because he took care of his wife. And he took care of the kid. He protected the neighborhood. He was loved by almost everybody that met him and hated by everybody else. And the kid brought all this up and said, hey, this guy's a saint. My friends, you are a saint. Go make it happen this week. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for
for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.